Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. So hey everybody, it's me, Six Minute Abs again here and today I've got a super special guest with me. Her name is Tansy Ella Ben Susan and we went to school together actually. So Tans, say hi to everybody. <laughs> hi everyone and hello Abby. It's such a joy to be uh, on your podcast after so many years um, and I'm excited about what we're going to talk about together. Yeah, it has been so many years. Tans and I were actually just chatting that it's been 12 years since we saw each other last in high school in matric my goodness but yeah so what tansy is is she's a doula so i've been super curious about you know the whole role of a doula and what a doula is and all of that kind of thing so i thought it would be best to speak to somebody who is one who can inform both you and i at the same time so tans could you tell me a little bit about what exactly doulas do (laughs) sure thing um so the word doula comes from the greek for a woman who serves and depending on the woman or the family that i'm working with um that can mean very very different things um a doula as opposed to a midwife uh, a midwife takes care of the clinical aspects of birth uh for example uh examinations, medical examinations, medical advice, uh, minor surgical procedures, etc. Um, a doula will help to support a woman and her, uh, her family or her partner through the emotional, uh, through the spiritual, through the psychological aspects of birth, and also assist in providing uh, advice regarding what we call comfort measures um, through uh, massage or uh, visualization techniques or ways in which to process particular emotions that might uh, arise uh, during pregnancy or birth or or postpartum. Um, So essentially, you know, uh, a doula will hold the space for you Uh, to be able to realize a birth that feels authentic to you, that feels honoring, that resonates with who you are as a woman and as a family. Um, A doula's role is to listen to your experiences, your philosophy uh, around what birth means to you, Um, prior experiences that might affect how you would like to birth, whether that's, you know, for example, spiritual beliefs or uh, prior birth trauma or uh, even uh, sexual abuse experiences that might uh, affect how you're able to process and experience your birth. Um, So a doula will uh, 
provide support on a number of levels, informational. I mean, there's so much information and data out there. Um, it can get overwhelming. And I have read so much <laughs> and watched so much uh, and attended many, many births. And to kind of gather all of that knowledge uh, and to present it to a woman um, in a way, in an easy to understand and digestible way that makes sense to her so that she can use that information to make informed decisions um, is one of my roles. Uh, another role is emotional. Um, so much can emerge uh, psychologically and emotionally as you travel through the different stages of pregnancy and also as you traverse the challenge of giving birth. And then another dimension is physical, for example, positions in which uh, childbirth is easier um, and less painful, massage techniques, uh, manning the room, you know, lighting the candles, making sure uh, music that is uh, enjoyable and relaxing uh, for a woman is playing. Um, and another dimension as well that I think, you know, is often forgot about, we centralize the woman um, in the process of pregnancy and birth, but often there is also a partner. And so, you know, my role isn't to take over the partner's role because I think that's kind of disempowering um, for, both, uh, for both individuals. Um, and I think, but that doesn't mean that I can't advise or, or give support uh, to the partner on how to best be a partner in this really intense and, and challenging uh, time. Um, so to kind of hold space in such a way that everybody is able to play their part without feeling stress. Okay, that's brilliant, Tens. So that's quite yeah. interesting. You actually touched on something that I didn't even think about, like the family dynamic of a birth. Mm. So with that being said, would you be able to provide support to a family who is making use of a surrogate? Mm. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, I don't have that much experience. Um, I've had uh, two families um, approach me in the past, uh, only one of which went with my services. And it is an interesting dynamic in that, uh, you know, the, the surrogate goes through um, a very embodied process um, and a connected process that brings up a lot of uh, emotions and feelings of love and connectedness during the process. Yeah. Um, and it's a philosophical um, revisioning of the role of uh, being the kind of house for a soul that will uh, be given to um, a, a family and be birthed into a family. And another dimension of, of supporting that process is also facilitating a deep parental connection um, beyond uh, the physical aspect of, of 
uh, bearing and, and birthing the child. So how to feel that you have been um, a part of the process from the very beginning um, and that, uh, you know, you are intrinsically tied uh, to, to this little being, though you did not carry them. And so it was a very, very interesting and, and beautiful relationship to um, be a part of uh, facilitating. Um, and I learned so, so much from those three individuals. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. So you said um, you've been approached by two families. Do you mean two surrogate families with regards to that question? Yes, two surrogate families. Okay. Um, okay. I think, you know, it's important... Uh, for families to interview a wide range of doulas. And uh, when I first meet a client, I'll always say this, you know, there's absolutely no pressure to go with me. Uh, this is your experience, your birth, your baby. Um, and you need to find somebody whose care, whose intellect, whose approach really fits with who you are as a group of people. So I think, um, the other family was uh, was able to find somebody who more fit their particular personality and, and circumstance. Okay, completely. Yeah, because this sounds like a very intimate relationship that you form with the families and such. So it would, you know, everybody's got to, every party needs to get along with one another, right? Yeah, totally. You know, um, somebody who, who you feel gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who you feel is is able to give you the support that you need as as a person it's it's all about you you know yeah, so that's important bit of advice to anybody who's looking for a doula interview a wide range um Shop before choosing for your doula. yeah okay <laughs> so tens does a doula have to study yes uh, so I got my certification uh, through an organization called Wombs, uh, Women Offering Mother's Birth Support. Um, and it was a brilliant intensive uh, course that uh, comprised of uh, studying, a lot of studying and a lot of reading and also a huge amount of, of practical um, work. So uh, you're required um, to attend births uh, and also volunteer at, uh, I volunteered for a long period at the Hillbrow Midwives Obstetrics Unit, um, where you get hands-on experience delivering many babies. Um, yeah. Okay, brilliant. So I know we touched on this a little bit in the first question but could you tell me um because a lot of people listening might confuse doulas with midwives so yes um could you tell me like the key differences between the two roles and do you guys how do you guys work together in the delivery room <laughs> <laughs> okay so a midwife um is a medical professional um they have uh, completed a nursing degree and then specialized in midwifery um, and their role encompasses the medical aspects of, of childbirth. Of course, you know, they are human beings and they're able to provide other kinds of support, but there's a lot going on during the course of a birth. 
Um, a midwife uh, will provide uh, internal examinations. They'll uh, be able to listen to the baby's heartbeat. Um, they'll be watching for a whole lot of, of uh, medically centered signs um, that everything is progressing well with, with mom and baby. So they are responsible for the medical health um, of, of mother and child. Um, and my role um, falls more into uh, the emotional aspects, um, uh, as well as certain physical aspects, uh, you know, but not medical aspects. Okay, so yeah, like I know positions. a lot. Yes. Yeah, so I, I know a lot about uh, different birthing positions, for example, that make it easier um, for childbirth. For example, lying on your back is literally the worst position um, possible. Okay, so TV has lied to everybody. <laughs> totally, TV has totally lied. <laughs> um, your pelvis is completely angled the wrong way. You're literally pushing a baby uphill, you know, and in that position, uh, the, your pelvic gap uh, is much smaller. And so baby, um, it's, a, it's a tighter squeeze, it's more painful, and you're more likely to tear in that position. Um, but if you are on all fours, if you're crouching, um, then uh, it's just gravity, you know? Um, <laughs> so those aspects, those kind of physiological aspects I'm able to advise on and support on, I um, also uh, am able to assist a husband uh, or a partner um, or a baby daddy or a wife <laughs> in um, <laughs> uh, being able to assist uh, the birthing woman in, in uh, achieving some of these positions, often in very intimate ways, you know, to be able to hold or, or prop your partner up um, can be a really, really powerful experience for both individuals. Um, I will, I always have a whole range of things in uh, my doula bag. I always bring hot water bottles. Uh, sometimes women will experience back labor as a baby is turning or if a baby is uh, sunny side up. Um, and so the head will be pressing um, against a number of nerve centers and that creates a lot of uh, back pain. So I will be ready with massage techniques, which I am also able to show to a partner uh, that help reduce pain. Uh, I carry a whole lot of teas with me, um, you know, that reduce uh, different effects. Um, so there's, there's that physiological element. Um, there's a psychological element, certain techniques um, to help prepare you mentally um, for a very, very intense experience that needn't be traumatizing or like the worst, most painful thing you've ever felt. Um, you know, uh, there's so many things that, that you can do to get into a space where your body can release the hormones it needs to, um, to create a, a more relaxing and less painful experience. There's so many visualization techniques and ways in which you can reach into, um, you know, the strength that all women have. Um, and, you know, and, and, and 
trust your body not to give you anything that you can't handle. Okay. So there's that aspect. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So Tens, in your opinion, how would a lady know or a mom-to-be know when she needs a, du- uh, a doula? So do you think that every woman should have a doula just like every woman should have a midwife or what, what's the deal? Look, obviously, uh, you know, everyone is an individual um, and you do need to look inside yourself around what you really want out of your birth experience. I think that, you know, when you look at the, the stats, um, uh, women who uh, make use of the services uh, of doulas are 40% less likely to experience their births negatively. Um, the C-section rate is reduced by 50%. Uh, births uh, are actually 25% quicker um, with uh, the assistance of a doula. So, you know, there are those benefits. Um, and I think particularly, you know, in, in South Africa, but also globally, I think uh, child uh, birth uh, care or mid, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're in quite a difficult time in terms of maternity care services. Um, I think that we are operating in a highly kind of hyper-medicalized birth philosophy that doesn't necessarily leave much space for women to process and explore and inhabit themselves as more than just bodies um, in in this process. And I think uh, a doula is able to help women have a much more multifaceted, honoring, um, respectful experience of their births. Um, you also can look at the, the stats in our country, 78% of, um, uh, yeah, 78% of, of women giving birth in, in uh, the private sector uh, will have a C-section. Uh, this rate is around 30% uh, in the public sector, um, but it rises to around 60% in training hospitals because, you know, they've, they've got a lower threshold for what uh, they would consider um, a C- C-section worthy birth because doctors need to practice performing the surgery. Um, you know, and this particularly if you are aiming for a natural birth, having somebody advocating for you, having somebody who knows a lot about these environments, who understands uh, the politics at play in in birthing environments, and having somebody who's just equipped with a lot of factual evidence-based information um, to advocate for the kind of birth, the kind of treatment, and the kind of respect that you want um, as you give birth is is really powerful. Um, I think, you know, some of the things that I have witnessed um, during my training and uh, during my, my practice as a doula have have been quite shocking. Um, the way in which women are treated um, in the public sector, you know, 
can sometimes verge on the negligent and the abusive. Um, the way women are treated in the private sector, you know, is not necessarily empowering. I think often, uh, you know, medical professionals, as brilliant and talented and necessary as they are, are not necessarily looking at a birth through a lens of this is a singular deeply important life-changing moment in an individual's life it is maybe you know the sixth birth they've attended that day and there is a procedure and there is a protocol and there is a methodology to follow and there's not necessarily the ability to hold the deep almost you know spiritual importance of this moment uh, in in a woman's life and that's where a doula can come in um, you know, to, to make it uh, a deeply honoring and empowering experience, no matter what ends up happening. And to also prepare you um, for any kind of challenge uh, that, that might present itself. When I work with my clients, uh, I encourage them to think about their ideal birth vision. And then we translate that into two plans. Um, the one plan is, okay, how do we translate this vision in, into a practical, uh, you know, step-by-step -step thing? Um, what does it look like in practice? And then the second plan is, right, if things don't go to plan, because this is nature, this is, you know, you're experiencing the core of existence. It's, you know, so many unexpected things can happen. And I think a lot of traumatic um, birth experiences arise from, you know, oh my goodness, I, I wanted this, it's not happening. I'm being wheeled into the theater for a C-section. I never imagined, I don't know, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, but to have a plan in place and, and a kind of psychological readiness and strength to draw from um, and a plan should that happen. Um, creates a huge sense of of ease and and trust in the process. Hmm. Okay, cool. So this, you will you would be in the the delivery room with the mom, right? Yes. So basically, whole... you're on you're on call like a doctor. Yes, I am on call, and uh, babies usually come at the the witching hour. <laughs> Three a.m. is a is a very uh, common time to to really? get a call. It's it's dark it's quiet people are sleeping the mom is in a relaxed state and that's often when a baby thinks right this, this seems like a good time for me that's amazing i just got goosebumps i'm just like he's <laughs> <laughs> choosing yeah. the witching hour <laughs> no i mean it is it's it's quite a um a rigorous uh choice of career in the sense that you know, you, you have to be prepared. You know more or less when babies might come. Um, but again, always surprises. Sometimes a mom will go into labor at 37 weeks or um, in the dead of the night or when you were planning to attend a party or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Um, so Tens, when would a lady pick her doula? Like how far into her pregnancy would a lady need to enlist the services of a doula? Look, I have had women approach me even prior to conception 
I've had other women come to me at 38 weeks pregnant saying, I am so unhappy with my care provider. Um, this is not what I want. Can you help me? Can you take me on? Um, I think that at any stage um, in the pregnancy experience, uh, a doula can be of support in the early stages of pregnancy when, you know, it might be um, a surprise pregnancy and dealing with, uh, you know, the fact that your whole existence has been shaken up and is going to be dramatically different in nine months time. You know, that's uh, often a very fraught time for, um, for newly pregnant women. And they might need um, some ways in which to integrate this new unexpected um, and they might need some support uh, in in terms of integrating this experience into how they understand themselves and how they see their lives unfolding. Um, pregnancy brings up so many many emotional uh, things to consider you know how you were parented what kind of a parent you want to be um, things that you don't want to be anymore so that you can be something better for your child. Um, fears, you know, uh, will I be able to do this? Do I have what it takes to be a good mom? Uh, do I have what it takes to give birth? I'm so afraid, you know? Um, so, and this also happens for fathers. Um, so usually what I'll do as well is I'll hold a father's group where we'll talk about these things. Um, what does a good father look like? What does a good partner look like? You know, um, where do you think you fall short of that? Where did your own father fall short of that? Um, what would you like to do differently? Uh, how would you like to be a part of, of your partner's birth experience? Here are some practical tools for you to do that for her. And, Fathers who have been a part of this process right from the very beginning and intimately involved, you know, I think there's a tendency of kind of excluding them and they're either outside the delivery room or, um, you know, kind of pushed to the side uh, and they're sort of the sperm donor, you know, fathers who are deeply emotionally involved, invested and able to participate right from the start and given tools to do this are probably going to continue to do this in a much more hands-on way after the birth with the baby. Um, you know, I used to work with this midwife uh, who told these funny stories about uh, men often feeling like they have to take on the role of like coach during the birth, like go, 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 <laughs> push, <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> and like, meanwhile, the woman's just lying there, like, oh God, shut up, <laughs> I'm pushing, leave me alone, you know, um, or in one of the very first births that I participated in, we reached this point where the baby was going to come out and suddenly we were like, where's the dad? And I went outside and I found him, you know, having an existential crisis in their car, <laughs> you know, so, you know, to be able to prepare the family to rise to the, to the challenge, assume the responsibility um, of being a parent and to do it in the most emotionally mature and holding way that they can. 
that's also the role of um, of a good doula. Um, mm. So at any time, you know, you may also have a lot of, sorry, I, I'm just, you know, more and more is kind of coming up because yeah. women are so different and their families are so different. Some women will come to me um, quite early on in their pregnancies because their last birth was especially traumatic. Mm. Um, there's a lot to work through, a lot of fear, a lot of pain, a lot of guilt over how previous uh, births unfolded, you know, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of uh, deeply painful things to, to work through, to prepare yourself for, um, for the next birth and to understand that it can be different. Mm. So at any point where you feel as, as if you need somebody to hold that space for you, um, if you need any information, any uh, advice or anybody to just hold your hand as you go through this absolutely life-changing experience, that's the right time to, to bring a doula on board. Are you tired of looking like a frump when heading off to the gym? Are you stopping traffic with your outfit on your morning jog for all the wrong reasons? If you, like me, are tired of recycling your old promo t-shirts as gym wear, you need to take a look at Athleisure HQ range. These guys stock everything your gym bunny heart could want or desire. From fantastic leggings which literally feel like a second skin and trust me, they really, really do. To amazing gym wear for him, you can find it all here. For all you South Africans out there, isn't it great to know that these products are locally manufactured in Cape Town? But if you're an overseas listener, don't stress, they can organize international shipping just for you. All the designs at Athleisure HQ are nature inspired, leaving you feeling absolutely zen in your gear. I just picked up the Blossom Cropsy set and my gosh is it stunning. None of the garments have exposed elastic, which would leave your skin feeling irritated. In the same right, you won't have to worry about any irritating labels. All the usual label info is incorporated in the fabric. Furthermore, you can wash, wear and live in your garments without ever having to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them fading and you don't have to worry about them becoming washed out and dull. Go on, spoil yourself with these amazing products and get 10% off while doing so. Yep, you heard right. I managed to rustle up a code for all of my listeners to help you get the gear that's perfect for you. When you check out, use my code ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. That's ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. Once that's in, you're basically all set. So now go on, get, go! Go spoil yourself and look amazing in the process. a little bit on c-sections and moms electing to have c-sections and such so do hmm. you basically prepare a mom for a natural birth and then c-section as a last resort or do you also um deal with moms who have elected to have c-sections for whatever reason from the get-go hmm. so a lot of doulas primarily uh work with uh mothers who uh wish to go for a vaginal birth but my philosophy is that I'm here to support you in achieving 
the birth that feels right for you. It's not about me. It's not about my philosophy. I think that there is uh, quite a, a damaging um, philosophy around natural versus surgical deliveries that can make a lot of moms feel really bad. Um, and a C-section is not a walk in the park. Um, you have to be hell of a brave to go through a C-section. I think it's been painted as kind of, you know, the too posh to push, um, you know, the easy way out, but it's not. Um, you know, seven layers of um, skin, uh, tissue, fat are, are cut through. Um, your abdominal mu muscles are parted like a curtain. Certain organs are moved out of the way. Some are actually removed from the body, um, you know, in certain cases and like put in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the baby is, is taken out and then you've got a whole lot of stitching and the person is awake throughout this. And not only that, but, uh, you know, a couple of hours after having major abdominal surgery, they now have to be up and about looking after a newborn, which is, uh, you know, an incredibly rigorous thing to deal with uh, under any circumstances. So sea birth moms are like warriors. Um, and, you know, I think it's underestimated the amount of personal sacrifice that, that goes into birthing, um, in that way, uh, recovery is months long. Your body will never be the same again. Um, it's so hard to take care of a baby after a C-section because you can't move, you can't laugh, you can't sneeze, you can't, you, without there being that kind of, um, pain. And I think, you know, the need for postpartum support is huge um, in, in seabirth moms. And also, you know, um, preparing for an experience like that. I think, you know, another thing that, that people don't realize is that seabirths needn't be purely clinical and surgical. Um, you can have a what is called a gentle c-section um where you have much more autonomy um over the process like you're not just this person kind of lying on the table um having the the surgeon you know deliver your baby and you're disconnected and uninvolved and you know i think that that can be quite an alienating experience for a lot of women who have you know grown this child for all this time yeah. and this is their their baby so there's so many ways that you can make it a much more gentle and honoring experience for example you can request a, a clear screen so that um, you know, they, they put a screen uh, between you and, and your belly, not so that you can see the incision, because that's quite frightening, but so that you see just above, so that you're able to witness yeah. um, your baby emerging. Yeah. You can also request that um, the C-section uh, procedure mimics natural birth. Um, a little bit more closely in that the head is guided out first so that, uh, you know, the lungs also go through that, that uh, pressure um, that helps expel some liquid. 
um, and the baby is guided out in, in that uh, more natural fashion and is actually allowed to wriggle out as opposed to being pulled out. You can also request that instead of baby being kind of whisked, whisked off straight away to a table to be cleaned and, you know, suctioned and whatever, that baby is placed directly on your chest. So the EKG monitors will be moved to your side and your back as opposed to on your chest so that baby can just come out and be placed on your chest and can uh, have that immediate skin-to-skin -skin closeness with mom um, and can begin to breastfeed right there in the operating uh, room. Um, you can also have music play if people don't know this, but you can. Um, and you can also request that uh, the umbilical cord uh, is left uh, to continue uh, pulsating and transferring uh, blood and nutrients to the baby and is only cut uh, much later, which is also uh, a more gentle transition for the baby because about 30% of baby's blood is actually still in the placenta. That's that kind of level oh. of connection between mom and baby. They're one, they're one unit. Um, and I think that that's with a vaginal birth, the process, or at least a you know, a gentle vaginal birth because also extremely, you know, uh, there's a difference in, in terms of a gentle and honoring vaginal birth as well um, in how your care providers treat you and your baby. But there's the transitional process is normally um, a lot less abrupt. So the baby will be birthed and the umbilical cord will still be inside the mom connected to the placenta, which is only birthed later. And so there's this phase of baby being inside you, but now outside you and still connected um, and, and on your chest. And then you will slowly birth the, the placenta sometime afterwards um, and baby is still connected to the placenta. And um, once the cord goes white and limp, then, you know, you can cut it because that kind of transfer of nutrients is, is complete. Um, but that process doesn't normally happen with a C-section. It's very abrupt. It's sort of baby's out, cord is cut, baby's whisked away. And it can be quite kind of, you know, a shocking transition into parenthood for a mother, um, but also for the baby where it's not necessarily, it's quite shocking for, yeah. for a baby, I am. Um, so there are different ways in which you can uh, write a C-section into your birth plan um, to make it, uh, you know, a more emotionally connected experience for you and a gentler experience for you and, and your baby. So I can also assist in, in uh, writing uh, those sorts of birth plans uh, with, with a mom and being there to, to guide and, and facilitate that gentler approach to C-sections. And I think, you know, <laughs> no judgment. I think there's just this, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's this whole thing around, oh, yeah, natural birth. There's all this like a self-righteousness around it. Mm. Like you're only a real mom if you, if you push your baby out um, without realizing how hard C-sections can be. And also without taking into consideration the vast um, amounts of medical and also you know psychological reasons a woman uh, may choose or need to have a c-section uh, a lot of um, sexual abuse survivors will choose that option because it feels um, you know uh, 
like their their most uh, psychologically and and emotionally supportive option, um, you know. And I don't like it when care providers impose their idea of what a good birth looks like on a on a woman. Yeah. It's not you. This is you know this is this person's moment. Like, yes, yes. do you have to make it about you every time? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, so there's there's that dimension um, as well. Hmm. Okay, so now that I am thoroughly traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, are you traumatized? I'm sorry. And I no, don't, no, you know, no, I don't mean true. to make it sound traumatic because it's not as well. It's so beautiful too. And it can be such a, a, a powerful, beautiful, loving um, experience. I mean, there's nothing like it. You're just you know you're you're touching the core of existence it's it's beautiful and special and it needn't be traumatic is what i'm saying um no, if you no, have no, no, no. tans don't stress at all i'm just a very naturally squeamish person like i can't watch Grey's anatomy for that <laughs> reason, because every time i'm just like hey whoa hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry if i went into all of the detail i kind of you know no, maybe but it's good it's good, Tansy, because I mean, like, I've always been the person that's like, I'm going to have a C-section because I'm terrified of natural birth and whatever. And now I'm like, okay, let's reconsider this. Let's rethink this whole C-section thing. <laughs> no, um, I mean, definitely recovery time's easier with, uh, with a vaginal birth. And I mean, you know, usually um, physiologically, um, you know, you, you have everything you need to, uh, do this. I think also vaginal birth becomes a lot easier with the right, uh, support and, um, and knowledge. And when a woman is relaxed and, um, it's, you know, it needn't be traumatic and intensely painful either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've, we've spoken a lot about um, the birthing process and the, you know, the actual pregnancy leading up to that. But where do your services end? So would you help a mom um, postpartum? Mm. Yes. Um, so I'm able to give uh, lactation uh, support and breastfeeding support as well. Brilliant. Usually, you know, uh, let me begin by saying actually that um, most doulas will include a number of postpartum visits um, in uh, their initial package. Um, so uh, I will visit um a parent um or the family or the mother um a couple of days after the birth to check on them understand how they're processing um things to give certain advice also just to hold baby while mom can have a shower or you know help in any way that i can sometimes that means washing dishes sometimes that means you know um giving the mom a massage because now once baby's up it's not about you anymore everyone's focused yeah. on baby and like you know you're just expected to kind of get on with it so i think we place so much pressure um on women not realizing what they've just been through and so if you can direct the focus onto this, you know, sleep deprived, bewildered, crazy lady <laughs> for a little bit and just make her feel a little bit more human um, and seen, uh, then that goes a long way. 
Um, but you know, after the birth, in many ways, that's kind of just the beginning. I think when you're pregnant, you're just so focused on, on, Oh, I'm going to birth, birth, birth. Um, but afterwards, you know, there's so many different things. How do I, are you seriously letting me walk away from a hospital with this little being who I have to look after? Like, are you sure I'm qualified for this? Um, and there's so many kinds of insecurities that, that come out of, of women. You know, am I doing this right? Oh my gosh, I feel like a failure. I, uh, my baby won't stop crying. Am I doing this right? I just like, you know, I can't wake up. I, I'm so low in energy or, you know, uh, I just can't get it together. Why can't I cook and look after the baby? You know, there's so many ways in which women place pressure on themselves to just be everything. And just to have a voice saying, no, it's this hard for everybody. You're doing so beautifully. Um, And to kind of see all of the ways in which a woman is, um, you know, rising to this huge challenge of motherhood and, and to recognize her in that that can be powerful. Um, Also to process what happened during the birth. So, you know, we'll also have a session where we look at what happened and what came up for her. Um, Sometimes breastfeeding can be difficult. You know, you kind of assume, oh yeah, I'll just like whack the boob in the baby's mouth, it'll be fine. But, uh, you know, I myself had a very easy breastfeeding journey. Um, I was quite lucky in that. Um, You know, my, my daughter was just like, a voracious you know boob monster from the very beginning didn't need much uh, coaching or cajoling in fact you know basically just like didn't let go of my breast for two years <laughs> um but she was just like there like <laughs> everywhere I went there she was you know um attached to me like a barnacle um <laughs> But it's not always such an easy process, and a lot of women will need uh, will need help, will need information. I think that uh, a lot of care providers don't know very much about breastfeeding either, um, about how you know the the mom and the baby work. Um, there's a lot of talk around limiting feeds to certain lengths of time or, you know, oh, feed your baby only after two hours, but really, you know, how many of us eat in that regimented way ourselves? Um, and, you know, a baby has to place orders. You produce in tandem with what your baby wants um, and, and uh, uh, takes in. Um, there's so many antibodies, um, so many incredible ways in which your body continues to communicate with your baby post-birth. Um, just, you know, in terms of the hormones and antibodies that, that are released in, in breast milk. So through that relationship, you continue to teach your baby on a physical level how to fight illness, for example. Um, You know, uh, what's quite, what I always thought was quite fascinating was that, um, (laughs) it's so weird as well, like um, your nipple has little receptors that actually suck in your baby's spit um, while they're suckling and uh, kind of analyze it for baby's needs. So if your baby is sick, your body will begin to produce um, uh, the antibodies in the milk and the the particular vitamins in the milk that the baby needs to weather this illness. Um, It's got mood regulating and sleep regulating 
properties as well. Um, it's also got actually painkilling properties. So, you know, children will often look for their mom's breast if they hurt themselves or, you know, there, there's so many different ways in which a mom as essentially the habitat of her child in, in the first period of its life can continue to communicate with them in a, in a very connected bodily way. So I will assist with a successful breastfeeding relationship if that's what the mom chooses. Um, you know, because also, although um, we advocate for breastfeeding, um, that's not always something that a mother wants and that's valid as well, you know? Um, so there might be feelings around being a formula feeding mom and, you know, a lot of, ideas around oh I'm failing my baby but you know if you're choosing yourself and your own mental health by choosing formula then you're really succeeding for your baby so just ways of thinking helping women think through and and integrate their roles as, as mothers in a way that yeah is honoring and supportive uh, for them um, I still get clients kind of two years into their parenting journey sending me messages like, oh, oh my goodness, can I send you a picture of the, my child? I'm struggling with this thing. I, you know, uh, the terrible twos. And, you know, so it's a relationship. Um, and a woman will contact me long after the birth um, to get my perspective on on various aspects of child rearing you know okay okay so you like the the cheerleader from beginning to end and then some yeah after. totally <laughs> um yeah i also you know i i must also add i'm not trained in this aspect but you have uh doulas who are trained um as bereavement doulas as well um which you know, if you do end up having um, a stillbirth, for example, or um, uh, a miscarriage or a loss, um, you, bereavement doulas are specifically trained um, to support and walk mothers through that very, very hard um, lifelong process of, of grappling with, with uh, that kind of grief. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I couldn't even imagine how heartbreaking that would be. My gosh. But nonetheless, yeah. Ten, so you have mentioned that you are a mom yourself. So do you think that this um, has actually helped you be a doula to relate more to what the lady is going through? Definitely. In the sense that, you know, I've been through it. Um, I've been through my own journey of all of the challenges of uh, being pregnant and, and birthing that were presented in, in my situation. I mean, my daughter was totally unplanned and unexpected. I was like, oh my God, my whole life, it's changing. What the hell, you know, I'm, I'm now going to be a mom in nine months. What does that mean? This is, I was planning on doing this. Now everything's had to change. So, you know, that, that was um, a part of, of my unfolding. And yes, I've, you know, I've been through all the trimesters. I've navigated the maternity care space. I also, you know, process things by researching. I'm a voracious reader. I read everything. Um, 
and kind of cobble together what I think is the best of knowledge um, that is out there. I, that's how I often face things um, in life is by getting to grips with knowledge and, and information. So I did that for myself and I have a huge wealth of knowledge uh, and, and that's helped me um, in supporting women. But another thing to be aware of, though, you know, having traversed this and experienced this yourself is, again, not to impose your own experience and your own beliefs um, on a pregnant or, or birthing woman. You know, every woman um, will have, uh, you know, painful or joyful experiences linked to pregnancy, birth and child rearing. Um, you know, I, I have my own um, disappointments, joys, pains. Um, but what I always try to do is to kind of leave that at the door. Um, obviously, if it's requested, I will share my personal experience and I'll share my personal wisdom. And I think that, you know, obviously your experience always enriches who you can be for yourself and other people. You know, so I, I, I draw on that, but it's, it's not about me. It's not about what I think a good birth looks like. It's not what I think, you know, a good mom is. It's not about this horrible thing that, you know, a doctor did to me in my first uh, appointment. It's, you know, it's not about that. It's, it's about yeah. actually making yourself receptive um, to, to this particular person and their particular ideas and, and desires for what is a, a, a dignified, um, joyful birthing experience for them. So that's just one like little cautionary thing. Um, like, yeah, um, of course it's helped me, but uh, I don't make it uh, kind of obscure what, what a woman is trying to tell me. Okay, okay, cool. So did you have a doula during your birthing process? I didn't. I didn't have a doula during my birthing process. You know, when I fell pregnant, it was so kind of outside of the sphere of um, my expectations for myself at that point in time um, because it was such, it was such a surprise. And none of my friends had given birth previously um really no none of my close friends i was the first i was the first um and i think you know there there was a lot of um reticence in in older women in terms of sharing their exact experiences because i think birth has been approached in a way that isn't necessarily empowering for women or we're not encouraged to speak about things like menstruation and childbirth and you know yeah. there's a kind of stoicism um around that Completely. so i didn't receive very much guidance and i kind of you know from what i'd seen in movies what you do is you go and find a gynae and um you know, I, and that's what I did, but something didn't feel right. Um, I did transition into um, using the services of a midwife. Again, I probably would have interviewed around a little bit more because having worked with um, 
many, many midwives now, I now know what a really, really good midwife looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, but I was, I was young and I, I didn't, yeah, but I learned a lot from my birth experience and a lot was highlighted to me around, wow, I don't think this is how it should be. And um, it was actually, you know, after birth that I um, learned about what a doula was. And I thought, wow, you know, I mean, this echoes so much about what I thought about my experience um, and how I was cared for and all of these aspects that, that gave, that uh, emerged for, for me as I went through my process. And so I signed up for the doula course and I thought this is, you know, something I'd like to uh, explore. It's something I feel quite passionately about. And uh, then I went through it. And since then, um, I've learned and experienced a ton. (laughs) And next birth, I would most definitely choose a doula. In fact, I have somebody in mind. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. But yeah, yeah, like a, a doula isn't really a mainstream kind of thing that people hear about because... I'll be completely honest, until you posted your page on Facebook, I was like, what the hell is a doula? A what now? <laughs> What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, I think we are making some strides in terms of being more accepted um, uh, by the mainstream. Now certain medical aids will contribute to um, the doula fee, uh, oh, cool. which Ruth has been fighting for for quite some time. Um, you know, so, so there, people are becoming a bit more aware of the different options available, um, to pregnant and, and birthing people. Um, but yeah, no, certainly it's not, uh, you don't often see a movie with, with a doula or a midwife. Mm, uh, you don't yeah. often see a representation of, of what birth really is like on the screen. It's sort of like, ah, my water's broken. Rush me to the hospital. Oh my God, I'm lying on my back. Push, push, push. Yes. Oh, the baby's born. You know, like it's just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> so there's not a lot of factual um, representation of, of birth out there. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. I wish that you guys could see and watch this podcast because Tansy is brilliant, like showing me the whole birth. <laughs> oh God, yes, I did do this whole, you know, I love it. <laughs> animated facial expressions. <laughs> brilliant. But Tansy, are you busy taking new clients now? Or are you still taking doula clients? So um, I'm not taking as many uh, as I once did. Um, after my daughter was born and while she was still very, very young, um, I also, you know, part of becoming a doula as well was having a kind of work that resonated with my personal experience at that time. That felt like uh, my personal and professional lives made sense as a cohesive whole. Um, So now I'll take on uh, kind of two births a month as opposed to many more. Um, And I'm, but I'm, yeah, and I've kind of transitioned into back into what I was doing prior to um, uh, having Annie, which is management consulting, um, and I'm about to start work at at a bank as well. Um, but I will always have time uh, for 
women or previous clients, anybody is welcome to contact me for information, uh, for advice, uh, so that I can connect them to lactation consultants or um, if I don't have space currently um, because I only take on two women a month, um, then I'm able to connect you with a wide range of brilliant, incredible uh, doulas. Uh, we have a wonderful community here in, in Joburg um, and I'd be able to pass on details of who I think is brilliant um, as well as details of good midwives, really supportive obstetricians as well who are supportive um, of the kinds of, of birth that you'd like. I mean anything from pre and postnatal yoga, uh, you know, I've, I've got a vast collection of, of uh, both knowledge and also support networks. So anybody's welcome to reach out to me um, with any kind of womb related concern. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do my best to support you in whatever capacity I can. Great, man, you like the yenta of birthing, basically. <laughs> 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 if people do want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Okay. Um, I'm going to give my email address and also a Facebook page. Um, so uh, on Facebook, you can find me at love your womb. And uh, my email address is Tansy, T-A-N-S-Y dot Ben Susan, B-E-N-S-U-S-A-N at gmail.com. And you can send me uh, your queries there if you would like. Awesome. <laughs> and guys, if you want to catch up with me during the week, you can do so on Instagram, which is six underscore minute underscore abs. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is six minute abs. Um, you can send me a Gmail if you want to talk about this. I don't know why, but you could, which is sixminuteabs at gmail.com. Or you could check out the blog, which is sixminuteabs.com. But yeah, Tansy, thank you so much. This has been so informative on so many levels. So I really, really appreciate this. And just thank you so much. Mm. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for your awesome uh, questions, uh, your lovely energy. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I enjoyed this chat as well. And so lovely to see you after so long. Yeah, you too. And everybody else, I will catch you next week. I won't see you guys, but I'll talk to you next week. But anyways, bye. <laughs>